Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host Steve Malk and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as board member at ABC Australia, at L Beachley AFTS, at CEW Oz, hashtag 100WOI alumni, hashtag PhD, hashtag women in leadership, hashtag CorpGov, find hashtag celebrating women profiles at at celebrating WOM. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Kirsten Ferguson. Hi. I desperately hope I'm more interesting than my Twitter bio. So many hashtags, <laughs> so many ads. It is the hardest thing to write. It is yeah. so hard. Yeah. So I've stuck with boring and conservative, but I keep it's on my list. I need to make it more interesting. I'm not brave enough, to be honest. Nobody ever expects anyone to read that out, though. They just no. expect it to be read. Okay, well, this is a snapshot of, yeah. of Kirsten. End of story. Yeah. Not, hey, I'm going to read this thing to you now. <laughs> Thank God. Be confronted by everything that you've just written. Okay, so moving right along. Right. In social settings, uh, Kirsten, how do you introduce yourself? Well, not surprisingly, just as Kirsten. That's accurate. It and is. Works My for you. closest friends call me Kirst. Nice. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the people have known me a long, long time. But otherwise, just Kirsten. Uh, do you find that you have time for many social settings, given the list of things <laughs> that I just read out that you do? Uh, I do. Well, I try and make time, yeah. And wherever I am, I try and make sure I enjoy it and uh, have a good time. So, yeah, I do try and get a good level of balance with everything I'm doing. But sometimes it's really tricky. I was going to say that given that you have a PhD under your belt, that you're on a number of boards, you do a bunch of different things, plus I'm sure in the middle of that somewhere hold down some form of income-gaining job thing, um, there's not a lot of time for Kirsten no. just to hang out and, like, let's go to the beach and stuff. No. And I've got two teenage daughters as oh, to well. Oh, Thanks, so, Mum. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all of that. Uh, but, you know, when you're enjoying what you're doing, you find time. So I have always worked really hard and um, I enjoy it. So I think when I have less on, I'm far less productive. Yes. Uh, so I actually, you know, just one of those people that with more on, the more I get done and the more that mm. happens. So it all works. Is that the nature of a PhD student, though? Like, that you just seem to be all consumed with all of the things? I'm yet to meet someone who is working on their, their thesis, coming together with their PhD that just goes, oh, no, I've got a ton of time. Everything's great. <laughs> it's marvellous. My life is excellent, and I'm really enjoying this whole, you know, living in study land thing. I think there's probably something you could say about people who go and do a PhD <laughs> that indicates that. Um, I was dreadful. So I did it full-time, but did 70% of the work in the last year. So that last year was absolutely insane. That checks out. That's, That's about how every PhD crazy. works. Yeah, yeah, very crazy. Um, and it is intense. But so I finished that, so I'm really pleased it's out of the way. Can I ask? what it was on. Max is so dull. We'll no, lose, we that... will lose all your listeners right now. Look, if they're still here, they will be interested to know. <laughs> I did it through the business school at QUT mm-hmm. and I did it in leadership and governance, looking at the role of boards in health and safety and governance, leadership. And so I speak but that's on important. that. It is. It's very important. But, you know, to most people, it's... They've, we've dry. lost them by now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. It's, it, uh, and yeah. I've given you the layman's version, <laughs> so I can get into academic theory and, you know, all of we that. We can just so. go down to the QT library and borrow a copy, though, can't we? Oh, yeah. I've had people turn up to me with it. Oh, wow. Yeah. On page 77. Well, pretty much. And I'm thinking, I don't remember what I said <laughs> then. So I've perfected. What do you think that means? Mm. Yeah. And there that's, we go. That's the... Um, 
catch me if you can theorem. Yeah, pretty much. But I did write this. I didn't, <laughs> it wasn't some fake who wrote it. I actually had to write it. Well, to, to his credit, um, Frank Abagnale Jr. did actually pass the bar in yeah, Alabama. So true. he did study and do all of that. He, didn't, he wasn't registered as a doctor. He did <laughs> practice as a doctor for some time. But that's... Look, we're getting way off topic. Can we just clarify? That is not me. <laughs> <laughs> There is no uh, similarities there. Okay. Anyway, very I did clear. Get qualified. You did do it yourself. <laughs> I did do it myself. It's totally legit. It's just really dry and boring. Ixnay <laughs> on the pretend day. That that's a, that's a fine thing. Um, in the midst of all of this, Kirsten, how do you manage life with teenage daughters? Oh well. I'm really lucky, and I, I don't, I'm not just saying this, they're actually pretty cool. So I've got good daughters, one's 17, she's in a final year at school. Yep. The other's in year 10. Great. They, uh, she's, the eldest has just got her licence, so that's oh, the freaky thing. Awesome. And she drives Thanks, off Mum. in my car. We don't need you anymore other than making yeah. sure there's fuel in the car. Suddenly it's become our car. I'm yes. not quite sure how that happened. Yeah. Um, but I am using it to my advantage because she can actually pick up her sister mm. from various things. Um, so that's pretty good. But, yeah, I'm lucky that um, they're just very balanced, normal girls. And everyone, when you have daughters, your whole their whole lives, people are saying, oh, just wait till they're teens, just wait till they're mm. teens. So you sort of approach it with this sense of dread. So maybe your expectations are far worse than reality. But I was lucky. I am lucky. They're really good. You've got away pretty clean so far. So far. Now, let's not talk about this. I have to touch wood. But so far, they're fabulous. Well, yeah, they're Michael wonderful. Carr, Greg, talks about it, you know, the princess bitch face syndrome <laughs> that that adolescent girls as they... my daughters are listening to this I did not say that I, I haven't even put that idea out there and if your daughters are listening I'm not saying that they <laughs> yeah, are yeah, no, no. just that broadly speaking that that time in a teenage girl's life where they're transitioning from being a child to becoming yeah. an adult is tumultuous not for the obvious um, hormonal changes but the emotional changes the the mental changes the way that those things impact their mental health uh, affect all their of all of that to get through that must be an amazing thing. Yeah, love goes a long way, patience and uh, yeah, letting them have the car <laughs> when they need it. But uh, no, we're, my husband and I are really lucky, so they're good girls. Yeah. What are you passionate about? Well, right, I, I change. I mean, I'm constantly passionate about something new. Mm. Uh, my current thing I'm passionate about is this celebrating women um, yes. that's just gone berserk. And so I, I never expected that to go where it's gone and... You know, every single morning now for a year, I get up that bit earlier to post two women. So I'm really passionate about that. Um, but I'm passionate about the work I do. So I sit on lots of boards. Mm. So the boards that I sit on, I'm really focused on family, you know, the usual things. But um, I'm now completely off topic. I love watching TV too. So I actually love... Excellent. Exactly. I love reading um, your blog. And in fact, I was having a look at it this morning. Mm. And I saw that uh, Circus is mm, coming back. Oh, man. So I've just added that to my list. That show has been a revelation oh, to me. And and the, the three guys at the front of it, Mark, Mark, and, um, oh, what's his name? Other guy. Um, but the, their roles, that they are, you know, important dudes, two of them, in Bloomberg politics in yeah. the US. They've covered political campaigns many, many times before. Um, Mark is uh, a former insider, like a campaign uh, strategist for the Republicans. So he knows the bodies, mm. like, really well. Mm. And to just get their insight into the campaign that we saw oh, no. and that they went, you know, yeah, there's some cachet in this. Let's do it for just the first year of Trump's 
presidency. It's, it's fabulous. Phenomenal um, television. The same, uh, the divided states of America that yeah. SBS aired, yeah. and the access they had to some of the key players, and that was another revelation. It was just fascinating viewing. So, I like that kind of viewing, mm. but I also like really crappy TV. That's like, my. What, what do you call crappy? Well, so when I ever I have a group of people and I have to do an icebreaker, yes, I'll say the icebreaker is, you know, what's the crappiest TV that you watch, and I always have to give my own version to set a low bar because mm. I feel that otherwise they'll say something like Poirot or something. And Preston, I, you're I've stepping around someone, the topic. I'm, I'm going to get there. Come on. So I've had someone say that and I'm going, that's not lowbrow or, you know, grand design design. My crappy television is the Real Housewives chain, but like Potomac or yep. Auckland yes. are the really bad ones and I, I love it. Are you watching Sydney? No. So that's another story about oh, Foxtel. Sister. I know. And so now I had a big fight with Foxtel because they drove me crazy and now I really can't go back. It's like an ex that I really want to say, I miss you. I need you back. Well, you can't. But I've heard all about it and it's killing me. I'm not seeing it. It's it's amazing. Now, I... Tell me about this shawl that got thrown in the water. I'm going to reveal more than I probably should and this is meant to be all about you. <laughs> no, I can't good. stand the American Real Housewives. Oh. I just think that they're vacuous and vain and not that the Australian what? ones aren't. I, I've, that's never crossed my but, mind. But just that I look at them so. and go, there are no redeeming values, no redeeming oh, features no, of these no. women. The ones that are so, like the Southern Hemisphere ones are as horrible. But I look to them and go, maybe it's because it's a parochial thing. They're our housewives that I go, yeah. there's some amazing characters in this. But I have no expectation of depth when I go to watch it. So oh, no, I, it's, I'm, my expectations are met. It's when I shallow watch. as a puddle. Um, the Potomac one was bizarrely uh, addictive. And then there's a, a che- Real Housewives of Cheshire, mm, right? That, that's, that's right up there on the crappiest TV. The funniest moment I've ever had when I was followed on Twitter yes. by the main, like, Dawn. Dawn yes. Ward. Dawn, if you're listening to this, I did a high-five pump, air pump, and the kids thought it was hilarious. So I said, but look, it's one of the Real Housewives yeah. that's following me. Whatever, Mum. Yeah. Well, no, they just, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, but, you know, forget the highfalutin people. I had Dawn Ward from Housewives oh of Cheshire follow. Well, the good news is you don't have to, air quotes, go back to Foxtel, um, but what you could do is sign up for their Foxtel Play service. We've done that. Don't get me started. Okay. This is going to turn Dangerous territory. A, it is. It's bloody not... Yeah, anyway, yes. Uh, but We've done, we in episode that. one, there is a party, as there tends yes, to be yes. in Real Housewives, uh, but there was a party for one of the ladies who was returning from uh, living over overseas to come back to Sydney. Right. She threw the party yeah. to say thank you for the people welcoming okay. you back. It's, it's That's weird. That's how it works. Um, but there was an argument between a couple of the women uh, and one particularly screwy, like as in just space cadet woman, Athena, Athena ex-Lavendi, or three, See, Athena look, 10. Keep enough on this. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing a net cape yes, or a, a cape pictures. that was a net. <laughs> and uh, Victoria Rees, a particularly bitchy lady, Asked to try it on, and then within seconds, just hurled it over the edge of the thing. Who does that? Air quotes into the harbour. Now we've in our in the podcast that I run with Nick McLaughlin, we've debunked that. We've talked through it all. 
but then she threw it. I'm glad you got oh, cover the big issues. We cover the big issues. So on where that was it thrown if not into the harbour? Well, because it was held at like the international passenger terminal. They were upstairs. Oh. There's a good five metres plus between right. the edge of but, where upstairs okay. is and the harbour. But that's nitpicking. She still threw someone else's oh, yeah, piece gone. of clothing away. Oh yeah, that's and not cool. The best part was that we learned in the next episode that a, a man in a dinghy gave it back to her. <laughs> now it was night time in Sydney Harbour. How many dudes are in dinghies? <laughs> In circular key. See the absurdity. So if I've had a really stressful day, I love yeah. watching this kind of television. Mm. It is definitely my, you know... It's a disconnect, isn't it? It is. You can just switch off and not think at all. Whereas I love, you know, the series like Game of Thrones and you know, those kinds of yes. um, really great HBO quality drama. Yep. But that's, you know, focused viewing. Yeah. Real Housewives I manage to watch and do multiple other things at the same time. Yeah, yeah, easily. And it's perfect. But, yeah, I, I get you on the American one. The New York one, they all just scream. Everyone yep. screams at each other the entire time. But, strangely, I find that rather entertaining. Beverly Hills is just all about excess. Yes. Like, they're, they're just about yes. I, who's got the more money, who can yes. throw the most lavish thing, yes. take them on the best holiday, all that stuff. Um, in fact, by the time this comes out, we'll have seen on the Real Housewives of Sydney their first trip, which was a Whit Sunday's like, getaway. Yeah. And, my goodness gracious... So good. Oh my! All right, you've got me. I'm going to sort out my foxtel play. And but on Auckland, yes. did you watch the one with the dinner party where I watched the whole thing? Where they we podcast about every they, episode and they blanked out mm. whatever the room. And so I'm there googling, oh, trying yeah, to go, what's, what's the rumor? The rumor? And yeah. you sort of get bits and pieces of it. But who does that? I mean, I just—it's bizarre. The, the the only connecting feature I think between all of the Real Housewives, other than the name, is that they all seem to have this propensity for hearing gossip. And then justifying their ability to share it by saying, I need to tell the person the gossip is about, because that will make it better, and not once has it ever made it better. No, but they, and they go and tell that person after consulting with all Someone of their else. fellow Someone else. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Should I tell such yeah, and such? Yeah, no, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I will anyway. I'll ask someone else now. Should I? And they inevitably them? put someone else in the shit because <laughs> oh, of it. No. It's ludicrous. <laughs> See, I can talk TV. We could just talk TV. Easily. <laughs> what's it like, well, speaking of TV, what's it like being on the board of Australia's public broadcaster? I love it. It's never a dull moment. Um, and, it, you know, it's an Australian icon, so it's an mm. absolute honour to be on the board of the ABC. And we had our farewell for the chairman this week. Yes. And um, he's been fantastic. I don't know who the new chairman is. Yes. Um, I'm sure by the time this comes out, it'll probably be announced. I have yep. no idea, but um, looking forward to working with whoever they are. Yeah. And yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, I've, I'm a fan of the ABC, like every Australian, very invested in. Yes. Um, Everyone has an opinion oh on what the goodness. ABC should so do. All these other boards I'm on. I was on the board of the Queensland Rugby Union. So every, that was a similar one where in Queensland anyway. Yes. Everyone had a view on the Reds. And then go the Reds, yeah. yeah. Go the Reds or who you've picked or what happened on the weekend. But ABC takes that to another stratosphere because oh. I'll have great auntie Mary, mm. uh, you know, want to say why is Classic FM moved from this time slot to this time slot. And why are they cancelling Dr. Blake? <laughs> why can't we have any more Miss Fisher? When are I'm we taking getting... these all as hypothetical. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just run a TV website, yeah. and people email me like I'm the managing director. What happened to this? Why aren't we getting yeah. more of that? Why did you cancel this? Yeah, but the one, I'm not responsible. No, but the wonderful thing is, it shows you that even people who have issues with the ABC can't imagine life without the ABC. Mm. And I think um, it's just a national icon we need to protect and look after. What's the transition like being uh, moving between managing directors? So I think it's 
been really good. So yeah. I love uh, working with Michelle and got to catch up with Mark uh, during the week at uh, Jim's Farewell. So, yeah, I think it's been pretty good. I've mainly been there since uh, Michelle's time. So, yes. Yeah, I think had a couple of meetings with Mark. From the outside, it appears to be a fairly distinct change in focus. Is, is Like, from a punter's perspective, and there are column inches filled daily in The Australian around what sort of job the managing director is doing, whether it was Mark Scott or Michelle Guthrie. So it must be, for you as a board member, um, a very interesting time, independent of when you join, because everyone else is telling you exactly what's happening, and you just get to go, really? Is that how that works? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know that that's any different than it must have been for directors on that board time. Back in the day, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, there's any special focus. It's just always an area. Why didn't you pay more for Kath and Kim so that they hung around? Why did you cancel Backchat? All of the things. Was there a particular thing that drew you to be to get on to, to be a part of the ABC board? I, I, I imagine you have to be invited, but you also have to accept that offer. Yeah. Oh, look, it's just an honour. It's an absolute honour. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be involved with our national broadcaster. And um, as I said, I've always watched it and listened. You know, since yep. being a child, it's fabulous to now sort of see behind the scenes and to understand how it works and to be helping uh, be part of its future. What could it do better? I'm looking, there's silence here as I look at Steve. I Look, I think the ABC has, or well, Michelle has set a path for the future. Yeah. And, you know, I really endorse that, and so I'm looking forward to seeing where that all goes. And that's healthy, and I look, I acknowledge that, that we're in I'm not a spokesman. No, no, and I know that. You need to talk to Michelle about that. But and I'm, I'm not intending much, to pump no, you in that context. It, it's just, like I said, everyone has an opinion. They do. So when, particularly when it comes to what could the ABC do better, just ask Chris Kenny. He'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> He knows exactly what the ABC should do better. Oh, look, and so does my great auntie Mary. So <laughs> I've got no, um, no shortage of people to get advice from on uh, where they'd like to see change. Where do you find your peace? I've got a place up at the Sunshine Coast, so it's a physical place, actually, and I can feel when I'm there. Mm. Uh, just That's my happy place. Yeah. Um, so often, uh, yeah, it's actually physically getting there, but I also read a lot. I love yes. reading. Um, that's where I'm sort of quieter. Yes. When I just want to chill out after a big day, I'll watch my pull out my Real Housewives. Mm. Um, but you know, there's just I do find time to um, find space on my own, and yes. yeah, I spend time with friends, and I've got some really close friends, and you know, I'm just like everyone else in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Queensland native or a no. relocation? Yes. So I cover, depending on where I am on the East Coast, I can cover all bits. So yes. I was born in Victoria. Yeah. So when I'm there, that's a very much. I was born, I'm a Victorian. Who's your team? See, this is where I reveal that I'm not really very Victorian <gasps> because I don't even have a team. Isn't that bestowed on you? Like they hang a scarf around your neck yeah. as you come out the womb? Really not. I was born Gosh. there, but yeah, I don't have a team. Okay, I've got to, that's job one. I've got to go and get a team. <laughs> um, but then I did all my schooling in New South Wales. Yes. So I moved there when I was five until I finished year 12. Yep. Then did uh, went to uni in Canberra for four years and then got posted from um, the Australian Defence Force Academy. Okay, yeah. The Air Force. Got posted up to Amberley. Nice. Um, at 21. God's country. It is. Well, I was single, 21, and got posted to an F-111 squadron. Nice. Watched Top Gun way too many times. Yeah, yeah. Met my husband day two. He was flying F-111s. Great. Great. Yeah, the rest is history. 
What was your What was your role in the defence force? Um, I was what they call an administration officer, so like an HR manager, personnel officer, or whatever. And, um, yes, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. Um, and well, a funny story though. When I started in Ambly on day one, I didn't. I was the sucker that turned up and was asked to become burials officer, as wow. what they call a secondary yeah. duty. So a young man had died, and um, the military is quite amazing in the support they provide families of those who have been mm. killed. Oh, absolutely, yes. So my first day, I was said, right, your burials officer, and I had to turn up with a chaplain um, to a family of a young man who died. And I was just, I mean, I would have been ridiculously um, young and naive, but I remember sitting in that lounge thinking, I, no one told me this was what I was going to be yeah, doing. Yeah. And in the end, for those few years, I was there, I probably had, I think there was 14 funerals I was involved in and it was really rewarding. So the you know, being able to help the families. Yeah. Obviously all manner of ways um, you know, people had come to pass away and mm. yeah. So that's another funny sort of thing. But it led to different paths. I ended up doing a Churchill fellowship looking at support for bereaved families. Yep. After we lost close friends in the last F one eleven crash and yeah. Well hmm. it's you know, you look at that kind of um, sort of grief, moments of grief for people, and, and while I know that they offer police particularly training to deliver that kind of mm. sad news, um, it doesn't get easy. Chaplains... No, and I had zero training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the chaplain was really the person who would be talking to them about... I was there to help with administrative details and just get the... Um, you know, help them through that process. Yeah. Uh, but obviously was a witness to what was going on and, and the support the chaplain was providing. And, it, yeah, it was, I mean, it was... Looking back now, I mean, at 21, that was pretty mm. incredible. I hadn't even been to a funeral. Gosh. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and now can you help us arrange one? Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, what happens at these things? But, yeah, do we uh, sing? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music should Is I... Is there dancing? Yeah, 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 exactly. No, um, you learn pretty quick. To, yeah, well, there to would the be a whole bunch of protocol that you would, uh, yeah, like, in preparing all of that. Particularly for the military, yeah. yeah. But every single um, fatality was different, and um, often depending on how the person had died mm. and um, where the family was at, and, um, yeah, it was always different. Wow. That's that's really full on for yeah, anyone, little learner, twenty one year old, kind oh, of first posting stuff. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. But as I said, I ended up um, really it was the secondary duties are where you have your main role, but mm. you're given us some kind of extra extra fun. Yeah, to Merry do. Christmas and burials. You're the new kid. Burials, we don't have exactly. a burials officer. Burials officer was well, I'm sure they did have a burials <laughs> officer. They just were very uh, happy to pass that. That's on. right. Now there's a new kid now. Yes, exactly. But I didn't let that go. I did it right until I ended up leaving the. Wow. Um, because I found it so rewarding. Mm. Where is the line between public and private for you? You know, I don't know that there is much of one anymore, to yeah. be honest, because someone asked me yesterday about, you know, people who don't use social media don't get it, and they think yep. that you've got to box it away, mm. and what time, when do you check your Twitter? And I'm like, well, I check it throughout the day, just like I check emails or I'm checking mm. Messenger or whatever. And because it's so public, it's not yep. like email, which is a bit more private, um, I don't know that that ever goes away. You're always 
uh, being contacted or contacting people yes. who don't know you. So I think the lines are very blurred, which is why you do need to have a place you can go to. But even there, I'm dreadful. I say I'm going to get off social media, and I'm absolutely addicted. <laughs> I find it very hard. I think the only place in Australia that you can go where you can't get on social media, like, is physically Lord Howe Island, where there is no internet yeah. connection. And then that would kill me. I'd, I'd be wondering what on earth was going on. But the other thing, when you must find it too. Um, you and I have never met. What are you saying? Feel... I'm an addict. Huh? Huh? What? What is this? We have a... An intervention. We actually, should we just pause and check our uh, feeds just to see what's happened? Um, but what I'm finding is I'm meeting more and more people I meet on Twitter sure. or whatever in real life. <gasps> IRL, as they say, Breaking the and they're wall. real people, yeah. and I, you know, you, they're exactly the same kind of person as I've expected yeah. them to be, and so that blurring for me is just, uh, it's an everyday thing, there is no line now, um, and I'm, I'm fine with that, I, I just think I'm authentic wherever I am, I think it's too exhausting to be someone different in private than you are. Obviously you have to modify and you um, behave a certain way if you're attending a funeral as sure. compared to uh, tweeting. At an embassy board <laughs> oh, meeting yeah, or yeah, tweeting. Exactly. But not, I mean it's, the values and the person that you yep. are is the same wherever. Um, so that's kind of how I live my life. It's interesting that you raise the idea of authenticity and social media because a lot of the criticisms around people uh, particularly those that don't use social media or those that look to people that use social media in a very light-handed way are that there isn't any authenticity. That it's or that curated. It's, yeah, completely yeah. fake. You don't get any real sense of the yeah. people. Um, and it's interesting that your experience has been mostly, or it sounds like, the, the counter to that. Well, Twitter is fascinating. So, you, I mean, I don't even share what I really think. I mean, I'm a pretty safe user of yep. Twitter, so I stay away from politics and, you know, just those topics that are likely to... Yep cause aggravation because that's not what I want to get out of it. Sure. But yet people still seem to have a pretty good view of the kind of person you are. Mm. So um, I just find it a pretty I mean you are what I expected you to be and that comes through though in through your tweets of 140 characters or the topics you're interested in or the yep. fact you did a love video for Valentine's Day or whatever, all of that together mm. forms a picture of who you imagine someone to be yes. that you follow. And more often than not, I find that that reflects the person they are when I meet them. Well, we don't have the ability to share some of the usual communication mm. non-verbals that we would have in a face-to-face -face conversation, like you know, body language, like you know, the facial stuff, eyes and you know, smiles and things. But there's um, gifts. There is. Oh my, I'm the scary mother that discovered gifts. I went over, I went gif overboard by the way. I, I don't I, think you can. I, oh no, me neither but I'm trying. Because <laughs> there's I've like, discovered some circumstances that's just not appropriate. But that's what I want to send. Uh, anyway. I reckon that's sometimes, the body language equivalent yeah. for me. Um, sure. It, it, anyway, it is a way of but it also bleeds into your sense of humour, which is a great revelation <laughs> as to who the people are in, in a non-verbal context, no, like in, you know, forming this picture of who the person is. Yeah. There's an awesome uh, household name I'm not going to reveal, but we had in a DM just a total gif-off thing. It was yeah. Like, we were feeling like we were in that uh, pitch perfect or whatever, yep. you know, and I, I lost, but I, <laughs> I thought I was pretty good. And then I just claimed the win anyway, yeah. so, you know, it was fine. The, like, and, and I love how quickly moments of um, 
video or real life or whatever translate from being X to animated GIF portion? Oh, well, that guy, the BBC guy, like that was what, within an hour? I it's, see his little girl and It everywhere. is legitimately a gift. Yeah. Like that, it's awesome. just her walking in, like I've come to see my dad and yeah. I'm just marching in. That's life for me. I, that was the most beautiful video. Mum left me alone. But Done. do you find, so we see that if you're on social media a lot, not that we are, you know, people, hypothetically. Yes, let's, let's do that. You might see that mm. straight up. I'll then have someone say to me, oh, 24 hours later, oh, have you seen this oh. video of this, you know, kid walking in on the beach? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like yesterday. And it's now being memed. Yeah. It happens a lot. I'm when, starting to feel like I somehow, my, my superpower appears to be <laughs> that I have curated a collection of people who are able to feed me all of the interesting things, the memes that are about to be, the whatever, because I'll see it and go, hey, that's really good. And I might share it because at the time that's the natural response. But for then 72 plus hours later, you just see, oh, have you seen the video with the thing? Um, Or worse, news might break, right? And so... And it has progressed from that headline, yep. you know, by about 25 iterations. And then someone will say, have you seen this headline? I'm like, uh, yeah, but have you seen since then? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And that's the challenge I think news has at the moment. You yep. know, traditional news media has at the moment because newspapers yes. are really, you know, that's really challenging. Um, online, I find much better. But uh, if you're on Twitter a lot, you've got to, you've got to have the critical thinking skill, though. Mm. And as you do if you're on there. And I think people who don't understand how Twitter works, you know, I had someone yesterday say, oh, it's just so hard. I just look and there's all this information. And it's where you just got to spend time in there. Yeah. Go to the sites you know and trust. If an event happens, I know which sites I want to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm finding everyone else is very slow to catch up. The thing that has surprised me is particularly, like, I'll, I'll give, you know, um, Wonky's viral video Facebook group, but, but legitimate news services mm. that complain and moan about piracy, like through their parent companies or report the end of times because people are downloading, torrenting TV or the rest of it, that then take said video and rebrand it yeah. with their logo like it's theirs yeah. and publish it like on their website, like, oh, here's a video that insert media organisation. And it's not just the ones that you might be thinking. Now it's all of them. And it's not even just video. I mean, it's print, it's words. But it's not their stuff. They moan about copyright and then just go and take someone else's gear. I'm hearing you, Steve. I'm flabbergasted. And in and, and this instance, like the, the, the gentleman being interviewed by the BBC, that's BBC property. Like, Only. it's their I mean, thing. And this one isn't even debatable. This isn't no, it's some their random thing. phone thing. Yeah, this is BBC's, but it's gone. Once it's out, Everybody, it's... And, and, and so well, all it does is just make things murkier because then all of a sudden, how do you then measure or understand the impact in 2017 of this video? Because you can't just go, well, here's the you know, authoritative view of it, the thing. It's been viewed... Sixty million times. Great. We're getting a picture of how quickly that happened. All that mm-hmm. sort of thing. No, I think the measure now has to be how many times it gets ripped off. Yeah. And rebadged and shared, and there's now a million instances of it. I'm assuming the girl has a uh, Twitter 
handle. I'm sure there's about eight yeah. fake Twitter accounts yeah, for yeah, her. Yeah. Um, I've seen her photoshopped into yeah. like the main seat at the United Nations. I that's the one and, I saw, yeah. Uh, they, I've seen animated cartoon GIFs of her and like, this is her brother, the, the younger so. baby. Um, just her, with just her dancing. She was awesome. <laughs> so spectacular. <laughs> so spe- and I love the the reappropriation of it in the best sense where they take what happened and like I think the first one I saw was marching into Friday like you know the weekend's yeah, yeah. coming and it's just her marching yeah. in yeah. like out of context in those con- those things really really works and pushes all the right buttons with that is animated gift land that's amazing <laughs> I don't know how people make them I'd quite like to figure out how to make these things but I just I'm boring I just search the ones that are on Twitter at the moment I, I won't say it's really easy because for me it is but then I live in that, that yeah. headspace no, I don't worry, I'm never going to go there it oh. involves things where you have to basically taking a video which is 24 12 frames a second so 12 yeah. pictures a second and turning it into a thing a format that then acknowledges yeah. that okay. yeah. You've lost it. all that stuff right um, in the midst of all this uh, Kirsten what's the most exciting or dangerous thing you've ever done well, when I was younger in the Air Force, I did crazy dangerous things. Yes. Um, so, which I would never do now. Like, I'm a big scaredy cat. But I did um, uh, aerobatics in a fast fighter jet over the yes. English countryside. And I sat on the back of an open-ramped um, Hercules. And, you know, just with a little strap as my legs are dangling over the side of well, the ramp. Well, it's parked at the airport, it's not much. <laughs> no, well, except that this one was, you know... A few thousand feet above 10, the air. 10,000 feet. Um, so, have done some crazy stuff when I was in the Air Force, but went, probably the craziest thing actually was I went in a US Black Hawk helicopter. I probably right. would have been better off in an Australian Black Hawk. Already interested. At like the tree height level um, over the Northern Territory with a bunch of gung ho American. And you're not going pilots. slow, right? You're in a Black Hawk uh, beyond, and you're in the middle of nowhere. Beyond not slow. Yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. But, you know, you're young and stupid and it was all fun. And um, you couldn't be the one to show what nothing. Right, it, everyone had oh, to no, be 100 percent cool with that. I probably was feeling okay about it then, but yeah, I wouldn't do it now. Mm. I don't even do roller coasters now, so the kids barely believe that I ever did the other stuff. Um, so I think that, you know, physically, they're probably the scariest things I've done. But then every time I've made a transition in my life and career, yeah. you know, they're pretty challenging or brave, I guess. So I left a very comfortable role in a corporate law firm and went to a really small startup business of psychologists. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a big change. And then I left full-time employment to just focus on board roles. That was yep. a big change. So there's been a number of those sort of pivotal points where I guess... Um, there have been a gut feel that I know it was the right decision. But yes. It's, you know, when you look, if you were to map it out and someone put it on paper, they might say, what are you thinking? Um, but I, I guess I overrule all that and do what I think's right. And they have been. The variety of the board roles that yeah. you hold, too, like the natures of the yeah. organisations you're connected yeah. with, in and of themselves are so radically different. Yeah. That the depth and breadth of that itself must be somewhat exciting. Yeah, I didn't realise that I would enjoy having, it sounds funny, that they call it a portfolio career because you're in all these different portfolios. But the boards, one's a listed um, property company, yep. owns shopping centres, another's a private timber um, manufacturer, then uh, Lane Beachley's yes. Foundation for Women and Girls, and then the ABC, and before that, many other boards. And all completely different um, but I had no idea how much I would enjoy 
going between all those different worlds and cultures and groups yeah, yeah. of people and different networks. Because and... I can imagine turning up to, for example, the board meeting for the timber company yeah. is exactly like turning up to the board meeting for Lane's yeah. organisation, <laughs> right? Yeah, almost the same. 100%. Well, I've got to tell you, the common feature with all of them is they all tell me their thoughts on the ABC and then we <laughs> start the board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a couple of common features. <laughs> it never ends, does no, it? No, it never ends. Everyone has an opinion. And good for them. Aren't what? we lucky? Yeah, well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> what makes you smile? Oh, you're making me smile right now. I, I Look, I, it's really lame, but I just smile at life. Like, yeah. I, I've got a really fortunate life, um, wonderful family. I love what I do. Yes. Um, I love watching crappy TV. You know, I can pretty well find... Preach that sister. <laughs> I can find the positives in most things. So if I think after today I'm meeting with two other amazing um, people and I look forward to that. So it's a bit trite, but, you know, and I have my crappy days, that's for sure. But overall, life makes me smile. It's a good place to be. Yeah, it is. And, I, like, I don't want to, I'm not Pollyanna about it, but it's definitely not always that way. But if you look in your life in totality, it yes. definitely is, yeah. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? <laughs> I don't know. My big public commitment is this celebrating women. Where I've um, committed to celebrating two women every single day of 2017. Great. So, God help me, I'm going to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so far, women from 13 countries have got involved. It's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, Every morning I get up and go, who are we talking about this morning? <laughs> I love it. Love yeah, it. And, and the ones that are most surprising for me, sorry to interrupt, are the ones that I don't know. Well, hopefully you don't know most. So while there has been some people you might know. I know a lot of people. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You know a lot of women, clearly. These are all Mm. women. Um, There are some, and I did a a focus on women in media last week, but they're really meant to be for women who wouldn't otherwise get a platform, that we Mm. wouldn't otherwise ever hear from, and who in their own way are role models to others. And so there's, it's coming from everywhere. And yeah, today there was a woman who does online dance classes. Yeah. I can't even work out how that works. No, same. But, you know, random, love it. Yep. And then there was another lady who's a uh, economic architect or something uh, helping mm. African economies. Sure. And I, so exactly. And I just go, fantastic. Yeah. Um, the first one was from the US and the second from the UK. And then tomorrow's, and I do them, they're very non-discriminatory in that it's next cab off the rank. Yep. So I go and see who the next two are. And often I'm putting them together going, I don't know what that is, but wow. Do they know they're being featured ahead of time? Uh, well, I've got a bit more organised because I'll tell them the night before. <laughs> but um, otherwise, there's a big thing when they fill in their form that says, just please be patient. Because I've had people write to me and say, oh, you and your team doing celebration. Yes. Yeah, you and your team you and your is team. me and my laptop. Ugh. So anyone listening, it's me and my laptop. In 2017, that's a board. Yeah, exactly. It's a startup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like this came from just a tiny idea uh, when I had plenty of time in the summer holidays, and yep. it's grown into this um, burden that you have no, to now carry no, across no. the rest of the year. A joy. It a is jo- a joy. Uh, but the very first profile was my mum. Mm-hmm. There you go. Because mm-hmm. I had to have a sucker. Yeah, yeah. Who wasn't on social media. Can we try this and, Yeah, exactly. I said, can you just answer these questions and send me some photos? She's yeah. like, what's this for, dear? Uh, the internet. Little did she, yeah, exactly. Little did she know. So it's great. 
What, what kind of feedback are you getting out of that? Oh, um, well, the best feedback is the stuff I see when I post to the profiles. And generally on Facebook gets more of the parents and families yep. and friends. Um, they will, it's like they've won an order of Australia or something. Like they're so proud yep. of um, their the lady. And that just makes me thrilled. Yeah. Just coming here this morning, um, a mother had shared the online dance class ladies um, and said how proud she was of her daughter and you know it's now there's loads of comments from their family and friends so it's awesome I know and you just think it's for so little effort on my part mm-hmm. it's an absolute joy to be able to do that for people who wouldn't otherwise perhaps get that recognition yeah and then of course there are the inevitable jerks that oh. provide their own sort of special feedback well what, when are the guys gonna go well, yeah, that's... I mean, I don't want to... Uh, I don't need any of that. But fortunately, yeah. um, well, it's excellent. actually been really positive. Yeah. Um, that was one of my concerns, or that there'd be people who would just, you know, not be particularly nice about it. But yeah. um, that hasn't happened. But again, it's kind of one of those things that I want to talk about because <laughs> let's just leave it as is. But yeah. life, it's Nobody really start that. If you're listening to this and you think, hey, well, I'll... No, that's no, not great. It's nasty, yeah. So it's a really positive move. Hey, Kirsten. Hey, Steve. Thank you for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I'm very glad your motorbike didn't get towed. So So for listeners, you can't see see Steve, but his motorbike is uh, parked not illegally, but just in an unusual placement. Very legally. Sorry, very legally. And during this interview, I think he has spent more time looking at his motorbike than me, which I won't take personally, but I'm glad it's okay. That's so cold. (laughs) Maybe five times. That is a lie. Edit that out and I'll... I'll tweet about it. We'll, <laughs> no. We'll have to count again. That's, I'm, no, it's been a pleasure. Really lovely me. to meet you. He's all red now. If, if people wanted to find you on the internet, what's yeah. the best way for them to do that? Twitter, Facebook, Google, um, LinkedIn. I'm there. I'm on all of them. So I'm pretty accessible. LinkedIn's not a thing, is it really still? Yeah, LinkedIn's good for other things. Oh, yeah, what other things? Oh, Getting know. depressed about someone's listicle about the 12 things that you should be doing in your lunchroom. <laughs> See, I didn't know we were going to... Oh, I don't mind LinkedIn for a different purpose. So I stay connected with what people are doing, where they're working. I'm yeah. still to be convinced. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I get it. LinkedIn groups don't work. I tried to do that. No, copy that. Yeah, they're... I've unsubscribed from every one of those things. I was but in. even trying... I tried to do celebrating women and it's too hard. Yeah. It doesn't work. So, yes, I, I hear you, but I'm still on Lift there. your game, LinkedIn, yeah. honestly. Okay. That'll just log off. Shut down your website. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Kirsten Ferguson is indeed human.